Naya. Like what? What are you The ATL show's on duh. I just Get out! Get but out! Naya, it's supposed it's supposed to be for Get adults out. only. It's supposed to be Legacy Unlocked. When you're locked out of your vehicle, can't get in your car, call Legacy. Serving West Palm Beach and surrounding cities. That's area code 229-630-7615. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Have you been denied disability, social security, or custodianship of your children? Call Antonio Williams. He has the knowledge and experience to fight the government on your behalf. Let him represent you. That's Antonio Williams, your non-legal attorney consultant. Just in time accessories. We have the bling and everything in between. Tayama Copeland is your independent paparazzi consultant. Everything is only $5. You can catch Tayama on Facebook Live at Tayama Copeland or you can find her at www.justintimeaccessories. Just in time accessories. We have the bling and everything in between. Check it out. Just in time accessories. We have the bling and everything in between. Tayama Copeland is your independent paparazzi consultant. Everything is only $5. You can catch Tayama on Facebook Live at Tayama Copeland. Or you can find her at W. Make sure you go over to Goalie.com and get your Goalie gummies today. They have three selections, three choices to choose from. They have the apple cider vinegar, the ashwagandha, 
and new. They now have the Superfruit. In addition to going over to GoldieGummies.com, make sure you use the ATL as your discount code and receive a huge discount. It supports the channel and the podcast. In addition to all of that, the gummies, they are a source of antioxidant. They have vitamins B9, B12, promotes general good health, helps improve your daily health, contains pectin, a source of dietary fiber, uses pectin as a natural prebiotic to support the healthy gut and immune system, includes the mother, a healthy strain of bacteria, antioxidants, and enzymes. Mask the unpleasant taste of the apple cider vinegar. It's simple. It's delicious. It's goalie. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to the Anthony Brown Show, this segment that we call the ATL. I just want to remind everybody, definitely hit that subscribe button. If you're new to the channel, definitely subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It costs you absolutely nothing to subscribe. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up, the, the like button. And if you comment below, we will show your comments live here on the screen and we will respond accordingly. Welcome to the ATL show. I'm joined tonight by my sister from another, Miss Light Bright herself, Miss Tiama Sweetness. Hey, everybody. Y'all, yeah. guess what? I met our number one fan just now, Kamal. Oh, you finally met Kamal? Yes, child. I pulled up on him as soon as we left the hospital. I was like, I told my mom I had to stop. So I thought he he was like, I'm 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 so excited and scared at the same time. <laughs> Shorty Doo-Wop got the man feeling I'm full of military. <laughs> you took a picture so I could have posted it. He took the picture so Kamal could actually give you the pictures. I'll reach out to him, no problem. I'm also joined by my brother from another, the pain in my back, my neck, my side, a thorn. Oh, I tell you. Legacy the great. ATL. <laughs> And of course, this young lady got the juiciest cakes on this side of the Mississippi River. Duncan Hyman got shit on her. The juicy cakes. Blessings, everybody. Blessings. <laughs> <laughs> Make it clap. How are you all doing? Make it clap. Listen, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. <laughs> They're not ready. No, I said hello, and the man was like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm talking to them. <laughs> J-Boss, how you doing, J-Boss? Make sure you click that subscribe button. J-Boss says, no, it's not a sin. We don't choose it either. Is sexuality a sin? Okay. He done jumped into the subject already. First, we, we, first we greet each other, J-Boss. We say, hey. <laughs> Come on, says I just met Tiama and she is more awesome in person than on the podcast. Come on, send me that picture. Man, get get the shaman's tissue out your hand, man, and start wiping your goddamn nose. God damn, come on. Come on, says I was excited in the damn time. This was a great day for me. Oh, no, I'm so awesome. 
Boy, you be around me way more than anybody. Don't be scared. Oh, you say that? Mama Legacy doing me wrong. I'm sorry, Mama. I'm sorry. <laughs> How's everybody's day going so far? Big. Yeah, good. My day's been wonderful. I just went on and said, let's let's go take a just take a ride. So, right, I'm glad that. my car I'm glad my car worked. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, because you have so many issues from time to time with your vehicle, boy. I tell you. I did. Now I can just go on and slide on out. <laughs> and your slider. I'm trying to find this one video that Legacy, here it is right here. That Legacy sent um, to me. Let me see if I copy. I while you get that, while you get that together, I want to bring something to the attention. Uh, we talked about this um, on the show about a month ago. And I told y'all the Supreme Court was gonna do away with was gonna do away with Roe versus Wade. Today they did away with Roe versus Wade, and women can no longer have abortions legally. Isn't that terrible? I was gonna bring that up. Yep, that is awful. So women no longer have the right to make a decision pertaining to their own bodies. Is that like nationwide? Nationwide? That's federal. That's federal. Federal. That's federal. Wow. So that means that that, that so that means and not only that, go ahead, Tony, go ahead. So if you out here with that sneaky link, end up getting pregnant. <laughs> and I don't know what you're gonna tell your main man or your husband or your boyfriend, but guess what? You can't get no abortion. Mm -hmm. But guess what else? Not only do they we, start we that can't get one, or it's it's like it's illegal to do it. Period. It's illegal to do it. Period. Oh, and guess what else? They, they, when they uh, they also made it to where if you have been raped, you have to have a baby too. Oh, for real? Wow. Yeah. There's no exceptions. No exceptions to the So what's gonna happen with these abortion clinics? They're closed? What I mean right now is just a federal ruling and then the states have to take it and break it down throughout the states. Some states like um right now they say it's like thirteen or fourteen states that had already made it illegal in their in their state. But uh, right now by the ruling, I guess eventually it'll catch up to each state to where, you know, if if let's say for instance if a father if a woman right now goes and get an abortion and the father did not agree with it, she could probably go to jail. Mm. Hey, that, that's I, I be sitting there rocking back and forth, very content. Wow. That means that means that means don't need to get inside you. You ain't gotta worry about it coming at you. 
was heavy today. But what I, I was just watching before the show started, um, the lady that's in New York that was that was assigned to the governor's seat, that was a Democratic government, she's a Democratic um, figurehead for him. Um, she is now already on the move uh, because, you know, everybody's trying to get that Democratic seat in New York because New York, but what they didn't realize was not just the whole result, because I know we got to move on, but this is important, I wanted to say it, is that, is that um, we don't understand the significance of this overturning, because if they can overturn this room right here, just imagine if they wanted to go back and overturn and remove the bill that released us from slavery. Exactly. Now, now you, now you are um, understanding why I said, "Ooh, that's not good," because yes. ain't nobody complaining about. Ain't nobody doing nothing about this overturning. Well, it's hard to do anything. Just to the to Supreme Court. Vaseline, no Vaseline, not even a kiss. <laughs> oh, dog. Well, it's crazy. It's scary too because. It just lets me know, and we talked about it, and you know, you and Tim Hummer both had some interesting statements on it about, you know, the, the ramifications of taking that away from women, of how they'll find more women injured in that area, because you're not going to stop something from happening that women want to be done. And you're not going to prevent people from, that who do, who do believe in it from making a way for women to be able to get that done. You know, let's look at Dr. Kevorkian. Dr. Kevorkian was really not a murderer. People would come to him willingly for him to assist them in dying from the, the pains and stuff that they were, you know, going through. And even though he never really killed anyone, they found a way to punish him. But guess what they haven't stopped? They still haven't stopped people from killing themselves, have they? Mm -hmm. wow. stop what's already going to be happening. On a, on a lighter note, on a lighter note, Father's Day, here's, I want to share some interesting photos. There was a father that posted his video showing his love for his daughter, and it went viral. So as a result, someone else did it, and it too also went viral. I love Naya to death. I'm never doing that. Read, read it to me, read it to me. Read, read what it say. I can't see it because I got writing on top of my screen. Hold on, it says, hold on, it says, one of the best feelings is watching my daughter fall in love with the man I fell in love with, and the man I fell in love with fall in love with the child we created out of love. Happy first Father's Day to my baby daddy. So when he, when this guy posted this picture, and went viral. This guy also did it. So these are two men in um, a male male relationship that have a daughter. No, no. These are, these are heterosexual men. Well, I misunderstood what he, what you, what he read. Yeah, the, the mother the mother took the picture and, and posted the picture. Oh, the mother. <laughs> Okay. Come Yes. At the, at the house before Father's Day, 
me and my daughter and my little sister in laws came over to the house and saw you. You saw me at a vulnerable moment playing twin lead lead with little girls. Yes. I'm willing to do yeah, all of that. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's that's my everything. The great oxygen that I breathe. I love Naya. But I'm not putting on no tutu for Naya. I make up it out, but I ain't putting no 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 no. No. I make I make more cars she can put blush and rose and lipstick all on my face and all of that. I'll be like I'll be like man. But we just ain't dressing that up and that ain't dressing down. I think that was such a beautiful picture, a beautiful moment. It's very touching. It could have been beautiful without him doing that. I guess it could have, but this is his way of explaining it. Woo! Now I like that picture there as well. But he could have he could have had on some shorts. It would have been just as beautiful. He got on shorts on his skirt. We ain't got no business with no skirt on. I thought those were very, very nice pictures of heterosexual men that been showing the love for their daughters, their babies. Tama. Tama. She probably getting a mama um situated. I see a plate of food. What happened to Juicy? I don't know. She, she's out walking, so she probably lost her signal. Yeah. But let's move on. If you tune in tonight, tonight's topic is, is homosexuality a sin? And what do you think? And it's also Pride Month. Um, so this is, um, we have this show and one more show for the month of June. We celebrate Pride Month um, for the LGBTQIA plus community. What legacy? Uh, hey, if if you if I if I did all of that, I'd have been banned next week. What? That's what it is. The LGBTQIA plus. Oh, it's the IA. Okay. I got to be politically correct. Yeah. I gave it to you politically correct. All right. Kamal said them dudes were always looking for an excuse to wear a dress. I always wanted I always wanted my daughter to love me as the man I am. Not some um I will fall in I will fail I will fall for anything anything that that's not strong. Them boys and heroes. And hetero. Hetero. Come on, I beg to differ, but you're entitled to your opinion. And opinions are like assholes. We all have them. Come on. I don't know about if they if they if they if they, you know, walk that walk the other line, but I will say that I just can't see me being a masculine man doing that. I play Twilly Elite. 
And all of that there for my daughter and, and any child is get to have fun. But you ain't gonna get no picture of me in no dress. And I don't, and and I don't the funny part, like, like the other way around, I've worn a, a football jersey and shoulder pads with my son. And for the love of him, you know, yeah. so I see I see the concept, but it's just it's different. It's different. It's different. I personally because because I, I know that they're heterosexual men, I don't think it took anything away from their masculinity. This is what I want to say about that, Tony. Society as a whole, especially when it comes to black men, has done a lot to emasculate us. Not to say turn us gay, not to say turn us bi, not to say whatever. It's just to emasculate the black men. True. Black, black men are pretty much the strongest on the planet, that's it's genetically proven. We don't have to use steroids and things of that as all nature because it's already built within us. And they look at us as threats because of us being the dominant species on the planet when it comes to our masculinity and things like that. That's why we're always looked upon as a threat, not because we kill any more than any other race. It's just that they know who we are and we don't know who we are. So in order to soften, they like to emasculate the black man. So I'm just, I'm, you know, if, if that's what Buddy want to do, I can't say he's a homosexual. All I know is he looks like he's a straight guy and he's doing something with his daughter. I just can't go as far as putting on a dress for my daughter or no one else. I just don't want to be portrayed in that. Mm -hmm. That's how it is with me. Okay. Oprah interviewed six pastors on this topic. Is homosexuality a sin? Let's hear what they had to say, and then we're going to talk about it. So don't let anybody tell you that it's not loving if you stand flat-footed and speak the truth about this issue of homosexuality. What's not loving is to look someone in the eye when God says they are in jeopardy of an eternity in hell and merely wink and nod at their sin because you're afraid of being called names. But does that mean that you're saying, I just, cause I wanna be clear and I don't want to, to interpret anything that isn't. Does that mean that you're saying that you believe that being gay would is a sin? Through so when you see civil partnerships being sanctioned, you think that's wrong? Well, yeah, I think it's I think it's wrong, but I'm not going to bash those people. I'm not going to be against those people. They're they're good people. They're they're good people. They're they're good people. It's like you're judging the person, aren't you? Aren't you? Well, to me, I just I'm not I'm not the one to judge and say, you know, who's bad and who's good. Otherwise, you'd have to go through everybody. You know, every, every one of us and say, well, you know what? I got some pride, or I've got. I, I had an evil thought the other day. Those are sins too. I don't know that God is judging sins on different levels, but we pick out that one. So, I mean, our message, if, I mean, you know, if you listen to my message, they're about lifting people up. And so it's not, I mean, I really talk about the homosexuality when we get on the interviews. I mean, I really talk about the homosexuality when we get on the interviews. It's an issue that, um, you know, it's a hard issue and 
I don't know that I fully understand it. President, let me ask you a question, because when you came on Piers Morgan show a while ago, he asked you about homosexuality, sure. Christianity, homosexuality. And almost every time we have a pastor on, it's a conversation we have. And you, you are known for these uplifting ceremony services, and you talk to a lot of, it's like 45,000 people who attend. And I always wonder when you are, you say homosexuality is a sin, and there's a bunch of people who clearly are, are gay who are, sure. are in your church, you're calling them sinners. I mean, that... Well, so that it's I think the opposite of uplifting, I would it think. It does, but one, one, I don't necessarily focus on that. I only talk about that on the interviews. One, one, I don't necessarily focus on that. I only talk about that on the interviews. I mean, so don't you think, though, that with the, with the country struggling with increasing acceptance of all its citizens and your for basic fairness for everybody, that in situations where, like, we're trying to pass these marriage equality bills in certain states now, that you ought to, you have an important voice to lend to that, especially to kids who are maybe worried about who they are and where they fit in the community? Well, you know, I think I have an important voice, but I'm very, I think I've been good. I think part of my, if you want to call it success, is I've stayed in my lane and my lane is lifting people's spirits and there, there are issues that good Bible-believing people see on both sides of the fence. I, I, but So my question is, when you're talking to your 45,000 people in your, in your service and some of them are gay, you're saying to them, you're a sinner. Well, so that first off, in my services, I don't cover all these issues that we talk about no, I, here. I, I, yeah, and, so I mean, you remember, and I don't understand all the all those issues. And so, you know, I try to stick on the issues that I do understand. And I, and I know this. I'm for everybody. I'm not for pushing people down. I'm obviously, I've watched the story on bullying and stuff, other things like that that comes from it. So I don't know where the fine line is, but I do try to stay in my lane and, you know, lift people's spirits. A question coming in from uh, Black185 in our, in our uh, digital community said, do you, do you think, I'm assuming, uh, LGBT community and the black church can coexist? Absolutely. I, I, let me push that question because that, that's sort of an obvious yes. Church ain't turning nobody away. How should the black church and LGBT community exist? I think it's going to be diverse from church to church. Every church has a different opinion on the issue and every gay person is different. And I think that to to speak the church, the black church or white church or any kind of church you want to call it, are all the same is totally, totally not true. And all gay people are not the same. The, the, the types of relationships that are afforded are based on the types of people in each individual case. Yeah. And LGBTs of wipes and sorts have to find a household of worship that reflects what your views are and what you believe like anybody else. And the church should have the right to have its own convictions and values. If you don't like those convictions and values, you totally disagree with it. Don't try to change my house, move into your own and, and establish that sort of thing and find somebody who gets what you get about faith. And I, trust me, I've talked to enough LGBT. They are not all the same. Oh, for sure. <laughs> all anyway, any, all Christians no, are no. Uh, but, how, how do we, first of all, has your thinking evolved on this? E evolved and evolving. Mm -hmm. Evolved and evolving. E evolved and evolving. Mm -hmm. Evolved and evolving. What, well, it's a complex issue. It's a real complex issue, and it was in the Bible days. Sexuality versus spirituality. Paul spends a lot of time wrestling back and forth, trying to understand, uh, should a woman wear her head covered? Is, you know, uh, should you cut your hair? I mean, they grappled back then, and we're grappling now because we are humans, and we are flawed, and we are not God. Yeah. Once you understand you're not God, you, you leave yourself an out clause <laughs> to grow. <laughs> to, right. Yeah, to grow. Hello, I'm Michael. To support this kind of content, you can just do two simple things. One, subscribe and click the bell icon. Two, 
click on new videos and watch them until the end. Your support is what motivates me to keep making videos. Thanks for all your support and encouragement. Just to play devil's advocate, I mean, do you feel like... That's hard for you because you're so sweet. <laughs> but, but do you feel like, you know, there you have a moral imperative to to speak publicly about some of these more controversial issues? No, because we try to be like Jesus. Very rarely did Jesus ever talk about morality or social issues. He was about the deeper things of the heart. Every article I've read about you guys says... He declined to discuss gay marriage. Yeah, it's a misquote because I do discuss it, just not the way people want me to. When it comes to homosexuality, I refuse to let uh, another human being or uh, a, a media moment uh, dictate how we approach it. Jesus was in the thick of uh, an era where homosexuality, just like it is today, was wildly prevalent. And I'm still waiting for someone to show me the quote where Jesus addressed it on the record in front of people. You won't find it because he never did. Argument number one is the argument that Jesus never addressed homosexuality. This is a very popular approach. People will look at this and they'll say, well, you're a Christian, which means you're a follower of Christ, right? Well, yeah, I'm a follower of Christ. Well, as a follower of Christ, it seems very strange to me that you're making a big deal out of something that Jesus never mentioned one time in the gospel. Not one time. And for most Christians, they hear that and we're just sort of taken aback. And, you know, our response is usually something along the lines of, uh, um, so you, um, well, was, was, was bad. We don't, we don't, what? And we just don't know what to say, right? Um, well, here's what you say. <laughs> Number one, Jesus did address homosexuality. Uh, he addressed it in Matthew chapter 5 and in Matthew chapter 19. Because in Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 19, he addressed the issue of marriage. He rooted his understanding of marriage and the teaching in Genesis chapter 2. The teaching in Genesis chapter 2 that gave us marriage between a man and a woman for the purposes of procreation, illustration, and sanctification. He also made it very clear that what man has joined together, what God has joined together, man cannot separate. In other words, God is the author of marriage, not man. Therefore, God is the one who defines marriage, not man. Therefore, man does not have the right to introduce the concept of same-sex marriage. Number one, because by definition, it's not marriage, it's another thing. And number two, because by definition, it goes against what was created in Genesis chapter two. So Jesus did address homosexuality. Do you feel that homosexuality is a sin? You know, I, I can't honestly answer on that. I have too many people that I love that they are homosexual. I don't know. I can't say one way or the other. I'm not God. So when yeah. people ask questions like that, that's what my go-to is. I just say, read the Bible and find out for yourself. And when you find out, let me know, because I'm learning too. So if one of your kids, let's say one of your male sons, yeah. comes to you at 20, 23 years old and says, hey, dad, this is my husband. We're engaged. We're going to get married next month. And I want you to be in the wedding. Yeah. What would you say? My thing is like this. I don't 
like my brother's gay. You know what I'm saying? And so like I don't I don't condemn him. I don't look down on him for him being attracted to the opposite sex. You know what I'm saying? That's that's something same sex. That, yeah, or the same sex, excuse me. I don't condemn yeah. him. You know what I'm saying? Like if anything, we'll we will dialogue so that I can have a better understanding because I don't profess to be like, I got this all figured out and I know the way this should be. Like I'm trying to read the Bible. I'm trying to have conversations with people and I'm trying to understand, you know, the, the perspective. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like anybody who wants to come at a person negatively, like if you was if you was a Christian, and you came at me negatively, then it's like you're not giving me the grace and the space to be a learner. You know what I mean? Help me, you know, give me the space and the grace to learn. And and that's how that's how we move forward. You know what I'm saying? So you can point something out to me and say, hey, this is what it says. Lecrae, you should know better. You should know this. Well, you know, give me the grace and the space to, to take my time and understand the perspective on it and understand why these people think it this way. And it, like that's that's the perspective I have. I'm more of a learner and I and I give people the grace and the space as I'm processing and as I'm learning, um, you know, and just walk with people through that. You know what I mean? To just be, be a lifelong learner, man. So what's wrong with homosexuality? Um, a number of things, but just a few in this context. Number one, it's a violation of the created order. It's a violation of the created order. It's not how we were made. Secondly, it denounces procreation categorically. It denounces procreation categorically. And I say categorically because, you know, the homosexual lobby, they try to be slick. Or are you saying that people who are beyond childbearing years shouldn't get married? No, because categorically, they are still the two corresponding parts of humanity that produce children and produce a family that is designed to raise, rear, and protect children. So categorically, they're still in the same ballpark, even if they don't have children. Thirdly, it blasphemes the illustration. It blasphemes the illustration. This is especially true when we understand the illustration of Christ and his bride, the church. And then finally, it denies the very need for sanctification because it takes what God calls sinful and calls it righteous. God calls this an abomination and we instead call it righteous. It's the only sin, by the way, for which God destroyed cities with fire and brimstone. It's unique. It's unique. It's not like other sins. It's unique. Not all sins are called abominations. Homosexuality is unique in that regard. Very few sins in that category. And not all sins were the, ended in God destroying twin cities with fire and brimstone. It's unique in that regard. Not all sins are talked about in the Bible, like in Romans 1, as having a penalty in the flesh. Homosexuality is. It's unique in that regard. But listen to this, to suggest in public that homosexuality might be chosen is to open the can of worms labeled moral choice and sin and give the religious intransigence a stick to beat us with. Straights must be taught, excuse me, straights must be taught that it is as natural for some persons to be homosexual as it is for others to be heterosexual. Wickedness and seduction have nothing to do with it. And since no choice is involved, gayness can be no more blameworthy than straightness. I want you to notice that this is an argument from origins. This is an argument based upon their understanding of the nature of man. This is why Genesis matters. 
They're arguing that this is the way we were made or this is the way that we have evolved and therefore there is no morality associated with it. And this is a dangerous statement to make. I mean, suppose, you know, we can, we can say that I have a genetic predisposition toward violence. Does that make it okay? Because we can prove that I have a genetic predisposition. If I have a genetic predisposition toward drunkenness, does that make it okay? Officer pulls me over. Sir, you been drinking? Ossifer, I don't even know. Sir, you want to get out of the car? Okay, but before I do, you should need to know, I got that drunk gene. <laughs> oh, well, sir, I'm sorry. Please, weave on your way. <laughs> and so, out of step with psychology, what? Psychology proves this stuff? Yeah, because everybody knows that that's how people are born, right? We have the LeVay brain study, you know, uh, Bailey, Bailey and Pillard's twin study. Um, we have Hamer's X chromosome study. Um, you know, we've got uh, Savick's pheromone study. Uh, so, of course, I mean, all of these things, by the way, none of these things, none of these things, none of these things has proven a genetic connection to homosexuality. And even if it did, it wouldn't matter. So this is how they argue. One way they argue is this. They say homosexuality is, an, is as immutable as ethnicity. You've heard that, right? It's immutable. It's just like ethnicity. It's just like your race. That's not true. Uh, by the way, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. That's 2,000-year-old evidence that people stop being homosexual. 2,000-year-old evidence. You can say what you want about Michael Jackson. He did not stop being black. <laughs> Another thing you do, as far as jamming, you want to understand what jamming is. Jamming works when you take two contradictory images and juxtapose them. And so Christian people hate the idea of the Nazis and the skinheads and the KKK. So what you do is you portray people who are against same-sex marriage as being akin to Nazis, skinheads, and the KKK. Since nobody wants to be accused of being a Nazi, a skinhead, or the KKK, eventually nobody's going to want to be accused of being anti-same-sex marriage. This is jamming. This is why in your average Sunday sermon from a pastor that deals with homosexuality, the first third of it will be apologizing. Imagine this on a Sunday morning from a church. Now, church, we're going to address the issue of adultery, but I don't want you to be alarmed. I am not here to bash adulterers. I love adulterers. Jesus loves adulterers. I have friends who are adulterers. And I believe that our church needs to be open and accepting toward adulterers. And I want you to be, right? 
That just feels wrong, doesn't it? But every time a pastor goes to preach on homosexuality, we expect that to be up front. Why? Because we've been jammed. That's why. We've been jammed. It has been successful. That's why the most onerous sin that you could imagine from a scriptural perspective has us apologizing for saying what God says about it. So don't let anybody tell you that it's not loving if you stand flat-footed and speak the truth about this issue of homosexuality. What's not loving is to look someone in the eye when God says they are in jeopardy of an eternity in hell and merely wink and nod at their sin because you're afraid of being called names. Well, 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 well. That was quite interesting. Well, we're joined also by um, Mr. Legacy Peach. How are you doing this evening? Thank you for joining us. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Hello, um, Melvin Johnson. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button as well. There's no such thing as God. Um, Mr. Williams Remedy, clapping hands. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, this is such a touchy subject. Is homosexuality a sin? Um, and then sometimes a lot of, and as you notice, that, that six pastors was interviewed. And out of the six pastors, only one pastor was truly able to say, the last pastor was able to say, yes, it is. The other five pastors kind of dibbled and dabbled and, and, and went around the situation without directly answering the, situ answering the question. Um, um <laughs> I was reading a comment in the private chat. But um and I wanna say this this is just my opinion. And uh, I personally like I was telling Sharon Legacy earlier today when we was having a conversation, I don't think homosexuality is a choice, and I'm gonna tell you the reason why. I don't think anyone in their right mind would wake up one day and say, well, I, I choose to be gay. I choose to be ridiculed. I choose to be ostracized. I choose to be gay bashed. I choose to be beat up. I choose to be um, protest against or, you know what I'm saying? So who, who would choose that lifestyle? Um, that's, first, that's first of all. Second of all, X and Y chromosomes create all of us. And um, if one has more female chromosomes, he or she is going to be more feminine. If he or she have more masculine chromosomes, he or she is going to be more masculine. And the reason I say that is because I know of females that have worked with me in previous jobs that, of course, had more mask, more male chromosomes, that had full mustaches and beards. And had to shave daily, and they were women, heterosexual women that carried themselves as a woman, but yet had more facial hair than me. Um, you know, working, and vice versa. I worked with men that were so extremely beautiful and pretty, naturally, not no 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 augmentation or changing in their bodies, but just was pretty boys, you know, and was had soft features, and that's all because of their makeup, their genetic makeup. Legacy, go ahead and share. Uh, let's, let's just go back a minute and, and straighten something. 
that that those things doesn't come from the XY chromosome. When you have a woman who has more manly features like beards and mustache, that's that comes from her body producing more testosterone than estrogen. And when you have a man who has a more low voice, uh, more feminine energy than regular guys, that comes because his body produces more estrogen than it does testosterone. It has nothing to do with the XY chromosome. The XY chromosome in the DNA structure makes you woman or man. That's two different things. So if you have enough Y chromosomes, I think you're going to be a girl. If you have enough X chromosomes, that generally makes you a boy. Either vice versa, however way it goes. But those are the things that make you man or woman. One thing that I, I and, and I try my best to, to know the Bible and know the Quran because I grew up in Christianity and I reverted to Islam. And, but hearing him talk about, um, I think he said, um, whichever chapter it was, I, I didn't really hear him at that second. But he was saying how he was calling out all the, the sins that, you know, God say, and, and he, it clearly says that homosexuality is a sin. Now, the question is this. We have to also wholeheartedly understand, are we going to go by a book that has been painted and changed and rewrote hundreds and hundreds of times by man? So, to me, you know, I, I like the lady said it best, I'm not God, and I don't know the other truth. So I can't condemn anybody because I've been a whore in my days. And that's also a sin to be having sex with multiple women and I'm not married. That's called adultery. That's called adultery. Excuse me, that's called fornication. And he said, don't do that too. So, you know, it's kind of hard. One of the, one of the best things I like that Christ did say is when they were getting ready to stone the lady, for being a harlot. And he says, you without sin cast the first stone. And nobody could throw the stone and everybody walked away because everybody has sinned. Right. So, you know, that's, that's just how I go about my business because when, when Juicy get judged and Tayama and Tony get judged by God, he not going to call me over and say, uh, legacy. You remember when Tony? You remember when Juicy? No, I'm gonna be too busy, too busy worried about the person to go to hell. And that's how I think people need to go about life is worried about uh, where you're gonna be because you don't have a right to judge anybody. That's a, that's something that each individual has to take up on their own with God, and that's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, you know, I, I I I agree with you somewhat too, Legacy. I'm by gotta you are um we can't be out here judging because we all sinning in some type of way. And I and I ask people, no, most people are, let's put it like that. But at the same time, like some of the things that were mentioned, you know. That, all that we heard, that was some wow, and it was like funny. A lot of it was to touch in on the the hormones and the less more testosterone and estrogen. You know, that's been an attack 
to change the sexuality amongst us for for years when they started having us go into the hospital and get prenatal care the um, prenatal vitamins and the way that they do the prenatal treatment to the women Am I back? Am I back? Yes. You're muted. You're muted. What I want to say is also is the reason you. I apologize, y'all. Go ahead, Jesus. So I apologize about that. A call came through. I thought my phone was on do not disturb, but it came through anyway. But um, so we we have so many attacks on us as people that are, are making us be confused, I want to say, and unsure of what we should or shouldn't. And when it comes to sin, sin is of Christianity. So if you're going to put it in that category in the box and then start judging based on that, some things are sin underneath that religion, but if it's not underneath another religion and that terminology, then it's okay. So that's where that choice, when you were saying legacy, you know, to each his own, if it's not hurting people, you know, there it is. Now, how much of this homosexuality kind of is hurting us because it's uh, keeping us from procreating, but then, there are people out there that are carrying the babies for the um, couples and they're still bringing forth relationships in life, you know? So today, it's like, it's, it's hard to, to sit there and say what is a sin or what isn't a sin when we don't know how we're living from the beginning. I, I like that. I like that. And, but I'm going to say this too. On the other pastors that diverted from actually answering the question, you have to understand those are the mega churches that 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 want to make these twenty five thirty million dollar a year. They're never gonna say that it's wrong or that it's right because they're not they're not they're not worried about offending the person. They don't want to offend the pocket. Amen. And, and that's what it is. Because just to, just to show as you start to say, if you just to show as you take a side, you take a stance, like the lady said, you go to offending people. And one of my brothers uh, lives an alternative lifestyle. And I love him to death. And I'll be there for him to the end of time as long as he let me. His lifestyle doesn't affect me. I'm not ashamed to go anywhere with him. I got two sisters that have that have lived that lifestyle before. I love them to death. And I will be to the end for all both of them. People just have to get their life together. And understand now what I do hate about the homosexual life the um, agenda is let's allow the children. There's no agenda. We're gonna just say what is being said out here. You, you we don't. What I, what I, what I say this is 
we don't know how the masses go about doing things. Okay. So we're going to say the agenda. Because we both know that there is an agenda to emasculate the black male. There is an agenda to make black women feel lesser than any female on the planet. And it doesn't just come from black men. So there are hidden agendas that are being done throughout society. But let's allow the children to find out about this lifestyle and find out about this way of life on their own journey of life. Let's not advertise it and put it out here and make it to where they see it. We have to, the same way you have to have an age on being able to go in the store and buy cigarette products, liquor. Let's let's put a shelf on what can be seen on TV, and let's and let's let people make a decision on at a certain age if this this your this your angle that you want to go. I'm doing a lot. If it ain't, I'm doing a lot. But let's not put it in the front. And make it to where these children are already feeling certain type of ways, become more and more confused because this is all to the front. We all knew about homosexuality growing up. We each we probably met one or knew a person that had somebody in the family. But it was not out here to the point to where kids were so confused about who the hell they wanted to be. So, I mean, that's my only agenda. That's my only problem with the movement. I want everybody to be happy. But we, we got we to gotta make a space and a place for where children can be children. Period. I, I got a daughter. I don't, I'm not talking to my daughter about having sex with a grown-ass man at 10. I'm not even allowing my daughter to see this at 10. I don't even let her watch kissing scenes when she around me. But there had to be a place for everything. That's a, that's the only thing I got with that. Well, Juicy, Juicy is our roving reporter tonight. She's out in the streets in the community. I <laughs> definitely agree with that, lady. Can you hear me? Uh huh. Let me see. Go ahead. See if I can hear you. Can y'all hear? I see my AirPod. Can you hear? Yeah. Yes. Have you froze, Juicy? I think you froze, Juicy. Yes, he probably froze. Go ahead, go ahead, Juicy. I shared my AirPod and the signal went out. Can you hear? <laughs> yes. Go here.
But in my eyes, it's all a sin or a transgression of the holy law because it cannot bring forth uh, fruit. And so you know people buy their fruits. And um, it's, a, it's a fruitless relationship because it's just not natural. And it wasn't there in the beginning. We weren't, you know, we, we weren't created from from those uh, energies. And also, uh, you know, other people have, some, some groups of people have multiple wives, some groups of people have multiple husbands. But um, I believe in one... Uh, one, you know, one wife and one husband, and that's what I believe in. Um, now, some people might think that that's a transgression, you know, that you should have more than one wife. So, we're dealing with other nations and stuff like that, and uh, they're creating. A you could not do. She froze. You froze, Juicy. Life is so tough. Yeah, back again. You're back again. Yeah. Go ahead, go Judging, and he's unjudging. 
uh, having a brother that lives the lifestyle and having two sisters that have lived the lifestyle, I'm 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 heterosexual. And but to be around them, they're some of the most loving individuals that I've ever had in my life. So I, we have to learn to remove ourselves and our personal feelings out of the way from how people live their life. Because they're the only ones that are gonna have to deal with God about that. As long as those people are not infringing their lifestyle upon you and how you go about doing things, why not enjoy it? Why not be friendly? Why not love them as human beings? Because before we, before we, before I'm a heterosexual, before a person is a homosexual, a bisexual, asexual, a uh, uh, pansexual, they're a human being. True. That's what they are first. So we have to just Sorry, baby. Sorry, your question. You were asking, what were you asking? I was asking, um, based on, if he, because he said something about going by the Bible and being biblically correct, having one man, one wife, two to make a couple. So if that being said, then what is, he, what is his views on the Bible where one man had 100 wives, 700 wives, 500 wives, and concubines in the Bible? Y'all already know what I be thinking when that stuff be happening. And I just be like, man, why my phone? I mean, what I do? <laughs> Did you hear the question? Did you see it there? What, did you hear the question? It went out. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say what it. Is, what, what, what Tony wanted to know was, how does the man feel about Men back in the biblical days, back way back in the Old Testament, having multiple wives and concubines. And since he's going biblical, how does how does he feel about God allowing men to have multiple wives and concubines back then? Is that it, both? Yeah, I can say, um, as far as back in the day when Solomon had all those wives and spreading seed and stuff like that. So now, if you're a man with a lot of wisdom and a lot of uh, uh, money, women might come to you, uh, you know, rapidly and stuff like that. But um, as in his story, you know what I'm saying, it was kind of his downfall. But now I say that uh, one man and one woman is the, is the correct way to be only because, because a lot of people, a lot of people are looking up to us and, um, and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta lead the nation. We gotta, we gotta show them what it really is, what it truly is. Because um, this people being kidnapped, our children out here being kidnapped out here. You know, we don't know what's going on, uh, so to speak, uh, in totality. There's a lot of stuff happening that, that in, in this time, you know, everybody's on cell phones. They walk with their head down. There's a lot of things that can happen to the kids, and you wanna be on top of them. And you know, you just we wanna bring people into into the, the likeness of God. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't believe in this time when it's more people on earth than it's ever been on earth that we need to have multiple wives and multiple, you know, many, many, many children. I eat that. I'm gonna piggyback on that because one of the things when I was reading is that is creating an infirmity in relationships 
And an infirmity, even as small as jealousy or envy between a relationship creates a disharm. And if you want to make sure that you are loving and living with love and in perfect harmony, like you're supposed to be when it's a union, then you can't have the distraction or anything that will create the opposition, which is an infirmity. So if you're going to have a relationship that's going to involve multiple people, that that's where that has to be on that one accord that everyone is in agreement so that no one is jealous, no one is envious of the other because they're all for that same harmony or harmonious life. But that's also another culture that people are living under. It ain't Christianity. And so that's a whole nother thing that we would not consider that a sin because in their lifestyle, that is natural. But in Christianity and in the Bible, when people are jealous because they man with somebody else, that's not natural. Now, instead of you loving, you just created a discord where someone is not able to love their sister, not able to love their brother because they got to share and they don't want to share. But, but the key thing about what you said what and what the think? gentleman said, the key thing for what the gentleman said and you said, DC, is there had to be an understanding from the very beginning. And even in that time, you even in Islam, you have to get a permission from the wife that is first if you can take on another wife. And you have to also be able to perform the same activities, financial states, and everything when you're embarking on and taking on another wife. I mean, but you can have infirmities, you can have children, and your wife or your husband can have can feel like they're not being loved and the person is giving more love to the children than they are to the wife or to the husband or you're spending too much time with your mother and doing things for your mother than you do for me. So infirmities are going to happen regardless of what situations that we are in. It's just the fact that you have to get understanding in all that we do before we engulf ourselves. It's funny you saying like that because how I, when I was brought into um, the Papacy Nation of Islam, the black man knowledge, the black woman wisdom, and the child understanding. And you do not give that until the one and the two come together that creates that understanding. Once you created the understanding within your trinity, then there is no room for that trinity to be broken and, and come into pieces because you have the knowledge and the wisdom and now the understanding the love through and so it's it's a it's the paradigm of the family and the trinity that has been broken and until we get back to how we are to love one another and each other we're gonna be so out of that sequence but that's 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 different than christianity too I'm gonna tell y'all this, this this subject or this topic is such a hot topic. To the I reached out to about ten pastors that I personally know. I have been knowing for years. Some recently I met, but most of them I've been knowing for years. Come on to the show to um, share some light on the situation, and they were acting like um, I'm asking them to cut their left leg off. Yeah. And you know what? I, I myself was like, "Whoa, why he doing that?" Because I want to be a, I want to be a millionaire, so freaking bad. And I'm like, "Dang, damn!" 
I couldn't get one. But, I, but this is what I think about that, JC. I think the way people feel about that uh, people that live in the LGBT community, um, they want to be able to have the right to say and do things that they want to do. And that's totally fair. But I don't think a person that opposes the lifestyle or don't think the way that others think should also be punished and judged and not allowed to have a way of making an income because they don't agree with somebody else's lifestyle. That right there in itself is what we call being discriminatory because we both, we all have a, we all have a right to agree and disagree. We all have an asshole, which means we all have opinions. So therefore, we have to first understand that we can all agree to disagree and still live harmoniously together. So, so with that being said, Legacy, let me ask you this question. Because we've had, we had a previous show where the question was, is your business LGBTQ friendly? And we had a guest on the show who was faced with some um, prejudice against her sexuality. She went to she went to a, um, a printing shop. The printing shop didn't want to take her business because of what she was printing was LGBT topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so because they had that choice, based on what you just said, they had a choice. Do you think they also have the right to be sued for not wanting to get? Uh, I think that you don't have to go that far. Because you have more options, there are more people who are subjectable to being able to to give you the service that you want and deserve. Uh, Mr. LOL, that language, legacy. My bad, my bad. I had to bring the real. I've been good all day, but. I, I think it depends on how, how a person goes about doing it. You know, it's almost like when a person tells you when you're applying for a job and they ask you, um, have you been convicted of a felony? Have you been convicted of a crime? I think that right there within itself is, is, is bias and prejudice. Uh, do I think that people need to know uh, if a person... As, as being a murderer or a rapist or a molester or whatever. Yes. But I think that you shouldn't have to ask it because regardless if you ask the question or not, you're going to run a check on every individual that comes your way. To have that question on the paper and then I, you're making the person either have to lie to you and say, no, I haven't because we're already being discriminated against for having a stack of guesses. So I think that when a person when a person don't want my money because me being a black man, or I don't want to serve the black people. That's cool. I ain't got to spend my money with you. Now, what I need to do is get with my people and create a business that don't have a problem servicing anybody. And I need to make sure that I line up right next door to you so I can make sure you don't get no more money. But to outright tell a person, that I know I'm not gonna service you because you live a certain lifestyle. I think you don't I think you need to have to relocate and find you another job. Because that right there within itself is being discriminative and being as and I'm gonna say 
racists, I'm gonna say racist, and I'm gonna say sexist. Because what you what you're putting up for someone has nothing to do with you. You better make a dollar. Hey Adrian. What it is, Adrian? So so no, you're not, you're not you I guarantee you if that same guy, I mean excuse, I guarantee that same business and Donald Trump walked in there, you know that you didn't vote for him. You know that he told you to grab women by the pussy, but he wanna come in here and drop a million dollars in your store, you're still gonna serve him. You're not gonna tell Donald Trump that he can't spend his money in your store. Right. So we have to just be fair across the board and understand that you're here to make money to make sure. Now, if, if, if this person was bringing in some paperwork in that she wanted you or he wanted you to, uh, and it's, it's two men engaging in oral sex on a flyer, two women engaging in oral sex on a flyer, I think you have a, a right to say no, that's, that's, that's a bit tasteless for me, and I'm not doing it for that reason. But to say I'm not going to do it just because I'm representing gay pride and I have some flyers made and you don't want to do the, the red, white, I mean, the, the rainbow color flyer saying, you know, whatever date this is, is gay pride date. And they say, no, you gay, I ain't going to do that. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's true. Yeah, it pisses me off on that, on that particular show that we were talking about when we had the special guest where when the person refused to take their money because it was LGBT printing, but the person was still willing to do business with them anyway, as opposed to finding somewhere else to do her business. I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't like my sexuality or, or me as a person or because I'm black or because I'm white or because I'm whatever, then you don't want my money. Mm-hmm. Now, now, not only do you not want it, you don't need it. Okay. And, I, and, and what I'm finna do is, you know, the excuse was that this time, and we, and we love this individual that, we, that, that, that interviewed on this, um, is the worry was, well, I gotta, I still want to make sure she's able to, you know, feed her children. That's why I said, no, no, no. She has to worry about feeding her children. Because you already doing your part. She's pretending to do her part by having a service. And then she does, she does the opposite of trying to feed and provide and protect her children by saying, I can't service you. So she said she don't want your money. Not that she, not only say that she told you she didn't want your money forever. And that's how you should have took that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because you can't, you're not going to call me a nigga. Because I have a problem with black people calling me nigga. Because I'm not that. But you're not going to be in a white establishment, an Asian establishment, a rap establishment, and walk around calling me nigga, and I walk around with a smile on my face. Here you go, Mr. Charlie. Here you go. No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to protest your goddamn building out here, and I'm going to bring awareness to you that you don't see us as human beings. You only see us as a dollar. And that same dollar that I bring in your store, you don't even make it circulate in my community longer than one day, and you ship it out to your country to provide for your families in another country. So you really wouldn't have fucked with legacy when it came down to that. Because we know enough people that I can, it don't take but 30 signs to be out in front of your store for the news people be out there talking about what's going on. 
And then they must want to give me the mic. It's a, it's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah, and then I then I call my sister to I'm all there for protection. And I'm good. No, don't tell Tiana she might run run her vehicle through your store. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and then we go get juicy and juicy hit him with that. Yes, so I was about to say that. that. <laughs> we go hit him with that big girl sweet bullshit. And then they think she coming in all prison and let they know you should be on turn around and change that mask on the ass. Woo! I, I, I know this one it is because I'm going to show them all the to it. They're going to call me Anchor Man Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Oh, man. Listen, listen. Um, Tonight has been a wonderful show. Um, I, we we we're trying to learn, we're trying to do something new to about the ATO world, but we're always trying to do something new. We're trying to shorten our time because we're getting syndicated ready, so we're not we may not be going into two hour shows anymore. Uh, we're tr this is trial run, and we were glad that y'all was able to uh, be a part of it and attend with us tonight. Uh, we definitely. Um, didn't want to ruffle any feathers because we don't feel like we we do that. We try to enlighten the minds of the people, and we try to let people know that we are human beings first, and everybody deserves to be loved. So, with that being said, we're gonna get ready to sign out tonight. I'm gonna start with my sister from way over yonder with the juiciest cakes. Cross the line. You can find me here, of course, every Friday and Tuesday at 9 p.m. on the ATL show. Check out my website, enlivenedtoyou.com. And, of course, on Facebook, Hers, Instagram, Miss Juicy Cake. No, TikTok is Miss Juicy Cake. Instagram is Miss Beautiful. See, there's too many different places. Just just tune in Tuesday at <laughs> 9 p.m. on the ATL show. <laughs> All right, all right. Thank you, Miss Cakes. We're definitely going to move forward. We're going to go to the boss lady and show the one that scares everybody, even six feet tall men, that work, that's at their job with. <laughs> First of all, I want to apologize, you guys, tonight because my mother was sick. By the time I got on the podcast, we was just leaving the hospital. So I was trying to make sure she was good before I went home. So that's why I was in and out. Got to take care of my old girl. But, um, yeah, yeah believe you can reach me um, at Instagram, Tayama01. You can reach me at Tayama Sweetness Copeland on Facebook. You will also find me Monday and Fridays. I start my lives coming Monday to where I'll be selling my jewelry again, going live. But you also could go to justintimeaccessories.com, and you can also shop with me. We have all the bling and everything in between. You can reach me at 954-873-6659. Don't call me with no BS. I don't got time. And you can reach me on the but we already know that. Mm, bye. <laughs>
thank you, thank you. Uh, I want to also just give a shout out to my sister that couldn't be here tonight, the Savage One T Savage, and um, she probably, I think she had a um, church or something, so she had to go give her time to God tonight, and we definitely understand that. Uh, but I want to bring the boss man out, the one that makes it possible for us to be able to have this, to have um, this platform to be able to be out here to give people this information for them to be able to also help us learn and grow in life with their output and information that they know. The one that is a thorn in my side, a pain in my back. And I'm talking about it ain't a little thorn, it's nothing. Mr. Anthony Brown. Back to the stage, boss. I don't know who you're talking about, but I am the Anthony Brown. And I'm um, um, I'll be on um, every major platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, under the Anthony Brown Show. Also join my Facebook page, Anthony the Writer. I'm going to um, start sharing some information over there, so make sure you follow that page as well. I'm also on um, TikTok now as Anthony the Chosen One. So make sure you um, come over there and follow me. I need some more followers and everything. Um, it's, it's fun. Is new to me, and the words that I live by heartily, and I want you all to live by them as well. You got to grind until you shine. And for business purposes only, you can reach me by 561 768 3710. All right, all right, all right. Well, you know who I am. Well, help us. You know who I am. I'm Legacy the Great. My Facebook page is Audrain Williams. YouTube, Antonio Williams. My email address is legacyunlocked at mail.com. Businesses purposes only. Businesses purpose only. My phone number is 229-630-7615. You can also reach me here on the ATL show Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. and Friday night, 9 p.m. And I just want to say this in closing. Love everybody for who they are, how they are. If it's not affecting your lifestyle, don't judge. Keep it moving and do your thing because you definitely don't want nobody in your business. So please start other people's business. ATL. Good night, everybody. Good night, Juicy. ATL. They're back. Yeah, Anthony, 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 Anthony,